And also brilliant is the Netball World Cup. Uh, New Zealand had played for 1-4. Um, but the big news, of course, Grace Wecky has been ruled out with a torn or a nick or something to her patella tendon. will take no further part to Ana Maturo being called in. And so we go over to South Africa. South Africa. We talk to a pre-tournament. Courtney Tyre, she's over there for Sky Sport. Courtney, Grace, out for the tournament. What was the initial reaction to that news over there? Yeah, it was actually a bit like devastating when we all heard it this morning. Uh, and as of the last time we saw the ferns and saw her, they said that you know it's nothing serious, and we're probably going to rest her against Wales tomorrow. Uh, and then they just thought they would send her for a scan late last night. So some of the team weren't even aware last night by the time they got the scans back. And then this morning it was just kind of like, oh, my goodness, this is happening. What are they going to do now? Obviously, pull Tiana in. And it was just kind of like it's one of those moments where it can either pull a team apart or bring them together. And I think it has, from my perspective, just looking at them, say, even on the bench, I feel like, unfortunately, it's taken something like this to kind of bring them all together and make them that little bit closer and to kind of galvanize them in a way. And it's that bittersweet moment because they've lost Grace, but then you've got a Tiana who got to make her World Cup debut. So it's a kind of funny space that they're in at the moment. The interesting thing for me was I was watching Maya Wilson in that game against Wales, and it's almost like that's the rocket she needed. She had her game face on. She's like, I want that goal shoot bib. Yeah, that's right. And she got player of the match. She shot at 100%. And so it's almost like at the Com Games when we didn't have Amelia and Ekinasio, I thought the Pius Selby Ricketts stood up. And so it's almost like it's rocket that we wanted, but it's almost made everyone, I think, look and go, actually, we all need to step up. And the shooting end is gone. And there's a spot open in the starting seven, but it's whoever takes it with both hands at the moment. Yeah, so Grace out being a goal shoot, Tiana Maturo in, who's really a goal attack. So, but we do have Maya and Tapaya who are goal shoots. Do you think, what, how do you think they'll settle? Because there, there might be the uh, inclination to maybe put Amelia Ann at goal shoot and someone else at goal attack. How do you think they'll settle? Yeah, we've been all trying to work this out. And you know, Noel, she kind of talks to you in riddles. So she said, it's great to have Maya there because that is her position at ANZ. So it's, they said it's almost like Maya coming home to the goal shoot bib. But then I did ask, and I was I'm like, but do you stick to that similar game plan with a holding shooter, even though, you know, the, the difference in height for Maya and Grace is completely different? And I did say, do you look at your rotating circle now? Because it worked for us in 2019 in Liverpool, putting Maria Falau back at goal shooter, even though her main position was goal attack. So I think it's going to be interesting to see how Knowles plays this one. What she's telling us now, it is looking like Maya at the back at goal shoot, but you never know with Noel. She's always got tricks up her sleeve. So I'm, I wonder if Amelia Ann will move back there at some point. I want to ask you about this wing defence Kelly Jury scenario. <laughs> it, it, like, I'm asking you to do the impossible and read Nolene Taurua's mind, but I, ju- I don't get it. And no offence to Kelly. She's not nimble enough for a wing defence, or am I wrong? No, I think you are very, very right, especially watching Kelly today. But I think it was probably, I saw it more yesterday against Singapore. When you do have these smaller, shorter, sharper shooters, you know, it is almost like you've got this, it's almost like an adult playing against little kids, but who are really, really fast. And so, or you can imagine if it's a Petatuiava there, you know, they're just, because they are so fast and agile, 
and quite crafty with the ball. So I get that they want Kelly there to have her arms up and create um, these balls up in the air or force the attackers backwards. But for my likes at the moment, I don't think I've seen enough for her to be there. I get it in these round games because, you know, you're just trying to get time in everyone's legs. But, I mean, I, I think there's plenty of other options that we could also go to. I like Carden there. I, I'd even like Phoenix there. Even Maddie Gordon. I think she's a brilliant wing defence. So I know they're doing it for the height, but I just wonder if it's only for these first couple of games. Yeah, because I was also thinking about miles in the legs are accumulating. You know, this is, it's it's like a half marathon every day of this damn tournament. And the one thing you don't want, because Kelly's, Kelly's a starter in the, in the defensive circle. And I, I don't want extra miles in those legs when we come to semis and, and finals time. I agree, and it's that hard balance that they need to get right. So I, I have been asking the exact same thing, stuff like, why are we putting her out at wing defence? And then especially, I mean, great, she didn't even play a quarter yesterday, and touch wood, she actually did get injured. So it's like, what is the risk factor worth it? Is it worth putting the girls out there, like, say, Kelly, out of position, unfamiliar to her, with different body movements, different angles, sometimes a lot of running backwards as well, which she's not used to. At goalkeeper, she's used to coming forward. So... I just wonder, like like you said, I can't read Dave Knowles' mind, but what is the reasoning for that? And like, should we be starting to watch the, the time that all these players are having on court and start saving their legs coming into the finals? Yeah, there's a few players too, like Jane Watson had a lot of time off in the last 12 months with injuries. Um, how's she coming into form? I actually have been really impressed with Jane. And, you know, the whole team, I think, played really well against Wales and I think Jane was still probably finding her feet in the first game or so but today when she uh, got to be out there I thought she did really impress me and her and the Kardenberger combination in the circle it's a familiar one from the tactics so I really like that but again I do think you are right and that Kelly Drury has that goalkeeper bib locked down but I mean it's great to see Jane putting in everything she can to try and win it back I guess you would say. Mid-quarters seem to be going all right. I know uh, Whitney Sooners had a little bit of a calf issue. Kate Heffernan just continues to impress me. Such a young woman with such old an old head on her shoulders. She's going great guns. Oh, she is. She impresses me every single match. And then I like today they started with Kate and Gina and then you bring you inject Whitney in when the defence starts to get a bit tired and Whitney, she just explodes with all that speed and they can't keep up with her. So I do like the way that they're playing that around, but I do really like Kate in the centre, but I am the minutes that she's clocking up in her legs and I just wonder, you know, do we rest her a little bit more? And then, because Maddie Gordon, she's amazing as well and you need to, I think with players like Maddie who haven't had that much international court time, you need to start giving them that experience so that if they do have to come on or anything does happen, in the business end of this tournament, that they have experienced that and that they're ready to go. I think Uganda was a great test, putting the ferns under real pressure and all the players that got out on court, they know now what it's like to play in a very tight game, a very loud crowd where you can't really hear anything and the score line, you know, one mistake, one drop ball, then all of a sudden the opposition can be in front. So it's all these little things that are starting to come into play now. And with the crossover now, Courtney, uh, the draw's becoming a little bit more clearer. We are in the same group now as Jamaica. Australia are in the same group as England. It looks like they'll be the four teams to contest the semi-finals. And I think the top out of New Zealand, Jamaica, will play the second out of Australia, England. So it's, is it all about avoiding Australia in the semis? 
Uh, in a simple answer, yes, pretty much. Uh, but the, 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 the big thing is, though, we really, if you look at it, we have to probably beat Jamaica then yeah. to, so that we would then cross over and play England if it all plays out how we think. So, I mean, South Africa will be a great test. Uh, I think that we will beat them, but I still, still think it'll be, you know, a, a very close contest. And then it's what can we do against Jamaica because they've got world-class players all across the court. Shamira Sterling down one end, Janil Fowler-Reed. And they have that luxury. If anything did touch would say happen to Janil, they've got Romelda Aiken who can come on. Mm. So it's just like, what do we start doing and start thinking about now? How do we start focusing in on Jamaica and what the game plan's going to be? Jamaica have been so impressive. They are such an entertaining team on and off the court. They, they just embrace Commonwealth Games and World Cups. They, they, they could really do some damage, not only to us, but other teams over there. Oh, they can, and they've already done it. I think one of their games, they scored over 100 points, which is just incredible. And the thing with Jamaica is, and watching their growth over the last couple of years and their players playing in Australia, they have that belief now and that level of professionalism that they didn't have. But after Commonwealth Games, you know, they went so close to getting that gold, but they did beat Australia in the pool round. So it's almost like they know that they can beat the top teams. They've beaten New Zealand. They've beaten Australia. So they have that belief. It's just whether or not they can all pull it together on the day. And their assistant coach, Rob Wright, who coaches at the Mystics, one of the masterminds of netball, he said he's even gone back and looked at what they did at Com Games. And him as a coach, he said he gave he played his defenders too much in the pool round. And so he, goes, he said coming into World Cup, he knows that he has to be uh, better with player loading and how many games they or quarters that they play. So when it does come to the big games like New Zealand, like Australia, that his players are fresh, which is a kind of a scary thing to start thinking about. <laughs> and finally, Courtney, we talked to you pre-tournament and the, the expectation, the anticipation was building um, all the teams in two different hotels, but all a very collective netball community. Now we're into the thick of it. Does it sweep you up like the the fans, the teams? It just looks like an awesome event to be at. Oh, it does. It's beautiful. I've act, I'm actually just have been sitting out with uh, Moni and Gerard and her family and all the Tongan supporters because they've just come back uh, from one of their matches. So I've been hanging out with Tonga and then the Australians come in. Like it is just, I think, a beautiful netball reunion celebration of women's sport. And then when you get over to the games, you know, you've got all the African countries, they sing throughout the whole game. Then you've got Tonga and Fiji singing. Then you've got the Caribbean styles. It's just, honestly, it is so amazing and just so great, I think, for all the kids also here in uh, Africa to just have like these wonderful role models to look up to and that they can aspire to be like. And one of the really cool videos I saw was actually on Georgia Rose Instagram from Wales and they won their first game of the tournament and all of the hotel staff, the kitchen staff, the cleaning staff came into their team room and did a dance and a song for them and the Welsh girls didn't know what hit them. So the locals are embracing it as well. Oh, the locals have been amazing. That's at this hotel, and it's incredible. And then even, uh, like, at the hotel this morning, the teams are having breakfast, but, you know, all the hotel staff started singing for all of them when the teams were coming in, and I said, is it someone's birthday? They said, no, we're just celebrating that they're here and that we're proud of them, and we know they've got another tough day of it. I just thought, how beautiful is that? And then even, 
you know, you walk the streets and everyone is just embracing netball. They're so excited that the Netball World Cup is here. But I mean, it's just a, just such beautiful people. Yeah, I, I was watching um, the South African game against Argentina, the rugby game, and they were promoing the Netball World Cup, and it just it just looks awesome. Well, Court, um, it's it's all about that New Zealand Jamaica game next. So uh, we've got a few hurdles to get over, but they're quite low. But the Jamaican one's the highest one. We're in for a heck of a week of netball, right? Oh, we are. So make sure you uh, get a watch in and see what Dame knows, what tricks she has up her sleeve for us. This is Courtney Tyree out of South Africa. We'll take a quick break. We'll come back after that.